when you think of a king, images certainly come to your mind. Some of you might immediately think of the throne that we're used to seeing kings sit upon, or maybe the scepter that is the sign of the king's authority and power. Some of you might think to one of the big things we expect a king to do, to defend and protect his people. So maybe you thought of the sword that a king is often depicted with, or the horse that he rides into battle with, maybe the banner of the king. Lots of different images can quickly come to mind. What about the image of a flock of sheep? That is probably not what you think of when you think of a king in all of his splendor and his royalty. We don't think of it that way at all. And today in the readings with the image of the sheep that fill the readings, you might be wondering, why are we talking about sheep when we're celebrating the kingship of Christ? For us, that might be a bit puzzling, but in the ancient world, and especially in ancient Israel, this was not a strange thing at all because in the ancient world, when they would think of the best king, they would not just think about a king who was a great warrior that would go into battle to, to protect his people. They didn't think of a great king as only being the one who would sit on his throne and judge wisely all of the different cases and things that would come to him from his kingdom. They wouldn't think only of a king who would construct and build a, a giant palace or great works for, for his nation. They would think of all of that, but when they would think of the best king, the image that fills the Old Testament and so much of the ancient world was the king who is a shepherd king. That, in the ancient mind, was the best king that you could have. Why? Because the best king in the ancient world was the one who would provide for his people the way that a shepherd would care for and provide for his sheep. It was the dominant image in the ancient world. It's a beautiful image. So often when we think about a king, we just maybe almost kind of naturally think about someone who's just totally separated from his people. The king lives in a great palace far away, in comfort. His people live in poverty. He dines sumptuously on great meals while his people go hungry. He lives in great comfort while his people are, are sick and ill and cold. That's often how we perceive kingship. But today, all of the readings point us to this beautiful, deep quality in the heart of Jesus, who is our shepherd king, who, as this good shepherd, makes himself one with his sheep. And this is the sign of what it means for him to be the, the greatest king, that the best king that we could ever think of. It is his deliberate choice to be one with his flock. He does not live separated from us, distant from us, unaware of what we're going through. But even in the first reading today, we hear the Lord say to us through the prophet, 
I myself will go after the sheep that is sick, the one that is lost, the one that is ill, the one that is strayed. I will go out and bring that sheep back. This is such a beautiful image, but then in the gospel, Jesus takes that oneness that he, our shepherd king, deliberately chooses to have with us, he takes it to this whole new level when we hear these amazingly beautiful words he speaks in the gospel scene, which is the final judgment over all of us, the end of our life, the end of, of everything. And he says, because of his oneness that he chooses to have with, with you, he says, how other people have treated you is how they treat me. And that's the whole way that our life will be judged. Amen, I say to you, whatever you did or did not do to one of these least ones, you did or did not do to me. Now we could go in the whole direction of what that means for our final judgment, but I wanna just dwell on that reality of the fact that he so chooses to identify himself with you that he says, however it is that your brothers and sisters in the world treat you, they're doing that unto me. But he tells us in this gospel, when you are hungry, I choose to enter into and to experience that hunger with you. And so, like what, what are the deepest hungers in your heart? And I'm not thinking about food, literally here, but what are the deep hungers of your heart? All of us, we were all made to, to love and to be loved. For so many people, they go through life with this hunger for love, but living in a broken world, often we don't experience the love that we deeply hunger for, but Jesus is saying in the gospel, I am with you in that. I, I'm choosing to experience that hunger for love with you. What do you, what do you thirst for in your heart? So many of us thirst for, for justice, for unfair things to be made right. How often have you experienced in the brokenness of the world uh, the unfairness, uh, those who have hurt you, taken from you, robbed you, maybe in some way violated you, and in your heart you're like, Lord, this, this isn't right, and I deeply, I want this to be made right. This is not fair. And the Lord says, I, I experience that thirst that you have in your heart. I experience that with you. I'm entering into it with you. The whole list of everything that he goes through, hunger, thirst, nakedness, like being vulnerable, being alone, being ill, all of that, the Lord says, I experience that with you. To the point that in all of those things that you go through in this life, the Lord says, I'm so with you, so deeply with you in it, that however others treat you in those moments of need, that's how they're treating me. I, I want you to hear in this and to experience from this 
All of the comfort, I think, that the Lord, our shepherd king, wants us to experience in this because there is nothing that you could ever go through, that you are going through, that he's not in with you. Just every single thing that you go through in life, he chooses to identify himself with you. So often in our struggles in life, we wonder, is God really with me? Maybe he's forgotten about me. Maybe if he was with me, I wouldn't be going through this. Often we go back, we revert to that image of the king who is just utterly separated from his people. But that, that's just not the case. It's not the truth of who the Lord is. He chooses to be with you in all that you're going through. This is like the heart of our spiritual life. Like, why would I go to pray except if not motivated by the fact, Lord, you love me and you're with me in this? Why in the midst of, of this world would I take this time on a Sunday morning to come and, and, and to worship him unless he, he was deeply aware of all that I needed and I could come to him to be fed and filled by him? This truth is what I think either makes or breaks the spiritual life. When we, when we believe that all of this is true, it's what motivates us to pray, to love him, to worship him, and then to see him in one another. This is what we're celebrating today on this feast of, of Christ, the, the king of the universe. And what's so amazing about this is that all of it ultimately points to the cross. When we talk about Jesus being with us in everything, it, it makes me think about the beautiful image of Jesus as the good shepherd who takes the sheep that's lost or that's wounded or, or is straying and he places it on his shoulders. This is one of the, the favorite images of the church going back to, to the earliest centuries. The earliest Christian artwork that we have depicts Jesus as the good shepherd. When the shepherd puts the sheep on his shoulder, he's choosing to take that sheep on himself, meaning at the heart of it that he identifies with that sheep in that deep way. On the cross, he takes that just to an unheard of level. He chooses even mysteriously in this love he has for us to identify himself with us in our sinfulness. He never sinned and yet he goes to the cross bearing our sins for us. That is what the good shepherd, the shepherd king does. He so identifies with his sheep that everything about them he takes on himself and he does that even with our sin. St. Paul marvels at this and says in one of his letters that he was made to be sin who did not know sin. That's our shepherd king, the one who so identifies, who so knows you that he takes the whole of, of your, your life on himself. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep. I know my sheep. He does. He knows you. He knows everything going on in your heart, every hunger, every thirst, everything. And today we celebrate and we rejoice in the fact that as our shepherd king, he not only knows you in that deep way, 
but chooses to identify himself with you and take you, his sheep, on his shoulders. That truth, we, we pray today, will just get so deep in our heart that, it, that it'll bring to life our relationship with him. It'll be the thing that leads us this coming week into prayer. It'll lead us to worship him and love him that much more deeply and that it will lead us to love one another differently because they too, the others in our life, are also sheep of his flock, him, our great shepherd king.